this one time at band camp? No, wait. Wrong story. It was 1991, and I was on a most excellent adventure. Oh, good grief. Not that story either. Actually, it was the spring of 1994. I was minding my own business on the campus of Baylor University in Waco, Texas, when in the middle of the night, my phone rings. One of those classic phones with the extra long cord attached to the handle somehow impossibly tangled, even though the guy in the commercial clearly states this cord would be untangable. The voice on the other end of the line was a girl's. This particular girl had won my attention in Bible class. Yeah, that's how cool I am. And I promise it wasn't her personality. She was inviting me over to a party at her place. And before she hung up the phone, I promise I was knocking on her front door. What happened next will forever haunt me. When's the last time you had a professional marriage expert give you advice? Proven strategies to help you overcome the miserable arguments and fights that keep coming back again and again and again. You know what I'm talking about. Is your relationship struggling with difficulty communicating? Maybe it's just a lack of intimacy and feeling disconnected. Or maybe you feel stuck. Because of those same stupid arguments, you just can't seem to get past. Hey, if resentment is becoming a problem, don't waste another moment. Join the VIP inner circle. Head on over to smalleyinstitute.com and get live help throughout the week with yours truly, me. Allow me the chance. I want the chance to help to give you the proven strategies that I know work. I've researched these things personally, and anything I'm going to use to help you has been proven effective by other researchers. So I'm telling you these things work. Personalized coaching, well, that's not all you're going to get. With the VIP Inner Circle membership, you'll gain instant access to a massive vault of marriage education online courses. You're going to get downloadable couples exercises. Man, you can print these things out and use them in the moment to make sure your relationship doesn't become miserable. You'll have access to free monthly webinars and very cool online assessments to help you know exactly the growth areas for you that need to change. Smalleyinstitute.com. Join the family with the VIP Inner Circle membership. Oh, and one other thing. Join me live September 11th through the 13th for a three-day virtual couples retreat. By the end of the first day alone, you're going to have a marriage dream statement, which is basically a vision statement. Why is this important? Because it's critical to know the purpose for your marriage and having a clear vision of what you want your marriage to be and how you want it to impact your children and community. Develop this vision and purpose for your marriage and watch your struggles become totally irrelevant. After you have this real live marriage vision statement, 
Saturday and Sunday are going to focus on sexual intimacy, healthy communication, and lots of chances for Q&A so I can help you specifically. Register today. Spots are limited for the Married on Purpose live virtual couples retreat, September 11th through the 13th. You can do it right now. Don't waste another second. Smalleyinstitute.com. This moment is still one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. And I'm not easily embarrassed, friends. Her apartment was empty. I gently inquired about the whereabouts of the party people. She just kind of looked at me and said, yeah, I kind of lied about the party. I just wanted to see you. As an enormous prude, it took all I had not to bend over and expel whatever college-aged man mill I consumed that evening for dinner. It could have been anything. could have been a dozen tortillas with a large queso from Taco Cabana, maybe Popeye's chicken sandwich, Long John Silver's magical fish sticks, or just beer. I, not really. Uh, Potentially. The next thing I can remember is I was making out with a girl I wasn't already dating. So this was the first. Things were getting hot and passionate. Then, with my debonair, Rico Suave-like skills, they kicked into gear and I promptly fell off. Her 17-foot high bed. Seriously, this was the freaking highest bed I had ever seen nor ever been on. It was so tall. And the next thing I know, I have landed flat on my back, literally knocking the wind from my lungs. I don't know how. I don't know how I managed it. But there I was, laying on her floor in a heap of shame and humiliation. Then the young lady leans over the bed, stared down at me, and said, you should probably go home. I don't, I don't want us getting into trouble. She, my friends, was the enemy. Luke 6, 27 and 28 Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. How is she the enemy? I mean, you know, she was trying to give me a good time that night. She wasn't being ugly, not smart, but not ugly. We're going to talk about today There are several different kinds of enemies that we have, but the underlying truth to all of it, everything, is that we're supposed to love people regardless of how they're loving us. And what's great about this scripture at first here for me is that Jesus assumes we deal with difficult people. People are hard to love. And and honestly, our, our, our enemies tend to fall in two main categories. 
People are hard to love because they are against us. They want to see us fail. Their personality or character is unlovable. But we're called to be merciful. We're called not to base our treatment of them on what they deserve. We need to yearn to be reconciled. We need to forgive them. They might not even be angry against us, but it's us who is angry against them. So we need to forgive. And by the way, when it comes to forgiveness, we can't be lazy with this one. We can't be prideful with with this one. And, And I mean lazy because forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness takes work. It takes energy. It takes difficult choices to forgive someone even when they're not asking for forgiveness, when they're not acknowledging that I need to be able to forgive them. That's hard. So we can't be lazy with forgiveness. We can't be prideful because it could hurt our ego. Many times people I work with struggle with forgiving because they're like, I'm not going to tell them it was okay. And it's like, wait, what does that have anything to do with forgiveness? Forgiveness isn't for the other person. We can love difficult people because Jesus told us hard times would be a part of following him. This is that beautiful truth that Jesus spoke constantly. We're able to rejoice in our suffering because it means we are following Jesus. There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your task is to be true, not popular. That's actually Jesus in Luke 6, 26. If, If we aren't being bothered by others or downright hated or teased late in the evening, it could be a sign that we're not really loving Jesus as we claim. John 15, 19, Christ said, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Jesus is is not discreet about this. Faithful disciples will have enemies. People aren't going to love you well. People are going to tease you. People are going to reject you. This all comes with following him. So I mentioned earlier, there's kind of two big categories of enemies that Jesus is, is dealing with here in the command. I'm, I'm calling them, they're brutal enemies, And then there's just dismissive enemies. Brutal enemies, they're abusive, vengeful, and cruel. They're clearly someone who is not for you and against you. The dismissive enemies, those are the ones who ignore us and snub us, who invite us over late in the middle of the night and then are like, oh, we probably don't want to get in trouble. I mean, she wasn't being obnoxious. Certainly, you know, messed with my head and my mind that night. So maybe they don't cause any major emotional response from you. Jesus is saying, hey, love them too. 
What is, though, the kind of love Jesus expects? Well, he starts off, and what he's kind of confronting here in this command that I said earlier from Luke 6, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you. What Jesus is talking about is he's, he's kind of confronting a, an unhealthy, poor interpretation from Scripture that the Jews were getting themselves in trouble over. So he was kind of harking back to Leviticus 19.18. Don't seek revenge or carry a grudge against any of your people. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am God. The, the Jews of Jesus' time had really taken this verse and, and chose to apply it only to their literal neighbor or their fellow Jews. So they could hate the Samaritans. They could hate the Gentiles. They could hate everybody else. They're fine just as long as they don't hate their fellow Jew and neighbor. This was a poor interpretation of Scripture, and it's not what God desires. We can't compromise the truth to win people over. That, whoa, that one strikes strikes me directly in the heart, punches me square in the face. That has been a cardinal sin in my life that I will I struggle wanting to tell people what I think they want to hear. That's not my job. My job isn't to compromise truth just to make someone happy. The kind of love Jesus is talking about, especially for an enemy, right? Whether they're brutal or just dismissive. True kind of love is going to confront with care and concern. By telling us to love our enemies, it's okay to have enemies who need to be confronted. Jesus is like, they're out there, and you need to be honest. But today, I mean, today more than ever, people are basing their standard of being loved on whether or not they feel offended. Here's a brutal thing to hear. Sometimes the truth hurts. John Piper said, love is not defined by the response of the loved. A person can be genuinely loved and feel hurt or offended or angered or retaliatory or numb without any way diminishing the beauty and value of the act of love that hurt them. I mean, look, just, just check out the death of Jesus. Many people at his death were angered, furious, broken, wounded, and cynical to the death of him. It doesn't change the reality of how loving Jesus' death was. Jesus loved in ways people often felt was not loving. Feeling unloved is not the same as being unloved. I am required to do the right thing regardless of consequences. Now look, this is not giving you a carte blanche excuse to be unkind. Remember, I started off this little part by saying we got to confront out of care and concern for the person. So our confrontation can't come from selfishness or pride or or 
weakness or fear. No, it. if I'm going to confront someone, it has to be because, yo, I love you enough to call you out because your behavior, your actions are going against truth. But I, it, it can't come out of bitterness. Our heart needs to be for reconciliation and for blessing the person. So we have to care about how our words impact others. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be offensive. In fact, Jesus said, you're going to be offensive. And because you're following me, you're going to make a lot of enemies because of what I've called you to do. And a lot of people aren't going to like to hear the truth. So if we're going to be loving as Jesus expects, we're standing up against injustice. We're not getting swayed by popular opinion. It's a love that understands and empathizes in the context of a person's life. I get why you're being ugly to me. I get it. Your childhood, your first marriage, that thing that happened when you were in college and felt like a moron, right? I get it. It doesn't make it right. I need to be able to empathize. I want to be able to put someone's pain in context of their life. But I still, I need to confront it. I can set the right boundary. I'm telling you, when you start getting into boundaries, people genuinely or generally don't respond well to boundaries because, one, they've got a problem. They're not handling it well. Ergo, they're treating you poorly. So now the most loving thing to do for this person is to put a boundary down. And they're not going to like it. But I can hurt for how you've been hurt. I can still be honest. I can still have integrity. I can still set a hard boundary that you're probably not going to like. But when we do these things out of empathy, out of care, out of concern, out of a desire to really ultimately hope that this person gets blessed by my confrontation, when we're empathic, it can lead us or it will lead us to being compassionate and having that compassionate kind of love Jesus expects. And what is Jesus' expectation about handling the fake party girls in our lives? To be kind, honest, and understanding. Doing the right thing instead of the popular thing. Stand firm, my friends, in God's truth because it is the truth that sets us free. When's the last time you had a professional marriage expert give you advice, proven strategies to help you overcome the miserable arguments and fights that keep coming back again and again and again? You know what I'm talking about. Is your relationship struggling with difficulty communicating? Maybe it's just a lack of intimacy and feeling disconnected. Or maybe you feel stuck. Because of those same stupid arguments, you just can't seem to get past. Hey, if resentment is becoming a problem, 
Don't waste another moment. Join the VIP inner circle. Head on over to smalleyinstitute.com and get live help throughout the week with yours truly, me. Allow me the chance. I want the chance to help to give you the proven strategies that I know work. I've researched these things personally, and anything I'm going to use to help you has been proven effective by other researchers. So I'm telling you, these things work. Personalized coaching, well, that's not all you're going to get. With the VIP Inner Circle membership, you'll gain instant access to a massive vault of marriage education online courses. You're going to get downloadable couples exercises. Man, you can print these things out and use them in the moment to make sure your relationship doesn't become miserable. You'll have access to free monthly webinars and very cool online assessments to help you know exactly the growth areas for you that need to change. Smalleyinstitute.com. Join the family with the VIP Inner Circle membership.